This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Michael Zuber, author of One Rental at a Time. And this is your daily financial news for Wednesday, June 9th. First and foremost, a real quick announcement. I am getting really excited about our goal of getting to 500 properties purchased from students and followers of One Rental at a Time. Uh, just in the first nine days of June, yes, the challenge started June 1st, uh, we heard about seven deals happening last week, and just in the first, what is it, three days of the new week, we are already at eight. So if you follow me here on YouTube, One Rental at a Time, on Instagram, on my one of my students in the Facebook group, read my book, I would love to hear from you. In order for us to get to 500 deals... Uh, I'm going to need to hear from you. Uh, if you close the deal and you're a follower, you can leave a comment in any of these YouTube videos, which somebody did yesterday. So thank you very much. You are counted. Uh, many of you are tagging me on Instagram and or Facebook. I will count those as well. So we are well on our way uh, to getting to 500 as a group. Uh, I've bought some giveaways, which I will uh, hopefully have in the next couple of days, and I will let you know how to get those cards uh, once they arrive. So on to the daily financial news. The first one is a question. I am looking for interaction from my audience. Thank you for the daily viewers. Thank you for the new viewers. First one is, uh, what do you think the average credit card debt is by generation? So I've collected that data for Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, baby boomers, and the silent generation. So at the end of this video, I will give the uh, average credit card debt by generation. So if you think you know what it is, you can leave a comment below. If you just want to pick for one of them, say, hey, millennials this, or maybe you're in Gen X, go ahead and put that. Uh, I was, I will say this, I was surprised by the numbers. Uh, I'll leave it at that, and we'll come back to that at the end of the video. Next up, what we are seeing is a very un, unusual uh, employment market. There is a lot of stuff going on uh, that really means the employment market, as we've talked about now for six to eight weeks, is kind of trying to work itself out. First and foremost, we just hit a record job openings. Yes, businesses are looking to hire like never before kind of what we talked about coming out of this, right? Jonathan Twomley and I had talked for a year every Thursday about this day will come, and it is here. Uh, last month was basically 8.3 million openings. Now we added a million in a month. And I suspect next month is going to be equally big, right? So we have lots of job openings. Frankly, uh, I think we are about to have record employment for teenagers. It's kind of the perfect environment for your first job. Uh, many first jobs now will be making, you know, 13 to $15 an hour. Uh, pretty amazing. 
The other thing that's going on in the employment market that we must recognize is labor. The employee has has the power. There were 4 million people who quit jobs voluntarily uh, in the last month. That is also a record. I see that as a good thing. Uh, I have said on these daily financial news a couple of times, if you have experience in one of these service-based sectors, now is the time to take that experience and go job hopping. You can get, if you if you get a dollar raise on 12 bucks, that's significant. Uh, you know, if you get two, three, four dollars, if you have maybe uh, multiple months or years of experience, go get it. You have the power. Uh, so that is pretty interesting. So I think this job market works itself out. Uh, we, you know, we see better, better job creation going forward. It will be interesting to see what we have going forward. Uh, something else that we got today, or actually last night, I saw it this morning, is China's PPI, uh, Producer Price Index, their inflation measure. The reason China's data is important is they're the manufacturer for most of the world, right? I mean, it's kind of where we are as an economy. Well, it is the highest reading in 12 years. It is at 9, 9%. 9. That's that's amazing. Uh, and again, it is highlighted by surging commodities like oil, iron ore, things of that nature. Just to put it in context, uh, it was 6.8% in April. So we went from 6.8 to 9. Kind of significant. And it came in hot because the expectations were only for 8.5%. Uh, so again, lots of stuff going on there. Surging commodities certainly playing a paying a price at the manufacturer's level, which ultimately, at least in many cases, could work its way through to the supply or to the consumers, you and I. Uh, mortgage rates dropped. Uh, it is interesting to see what's going on in the mortgage market. I suspect it means the Fed is uh, being uber aggressive in the market. Um, yeah, just it's, it's very interesting to watch. The average 30-year dropped to 315 but it looks like the mortgage market is kind of slowing down. It'll be interesting to talk to Matt, the mortgage guy, which we talked to today at 930. Uh, it looks like uh, purchase uh, mortgages were down 4% week on week. Oh, excuse me. They were flat week on week, uh, but they were down 24% year on year. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Last June, we were kind of coming out of this and people wanted space. That was kind of the beginning of this. So yeah, down 24% from last year. Pretty amazing. Uh, we did have some earnings come out, which are interesting. One of them I kind of highlighted is this could be the quarter, and it was. And that is Campbell Soup. One of the things I have been tracking and looking for is when do the companies that kind of had a perfect storm of demand pay the price? Campbell Soup was really one of the first ones to do so. Right, a lot of people went out and bought Campbell Soup because it can keep for a long time. You kind of built up your reserves in your cupboards, and now they missed top line, they missed bottom line, and they lowered guidance. Kind of a kind of three strikes and you're out. That's a bad quarter, right? You would much rather beat and raise than miss and drop. That's not good. Uh, so again, they they called out and said. We are not going to meet last year's demand. We just can't, right? It was the perfect storm. 
Uh, Lordstown Motors, I don't know if you've seen this, one of those EV makers, uh, kind of all the rage for a while, issued a sub issued a substantial doubt or what is called an going concern. Folks, they can't fund production. If they can't fund production, they can't sell cars or trucks. And if they can't sell trucks, they're out of business. Lordstown Motors is substantial doubt. That hurts. Uh, Target looks like they are really uh, flexing their muscle. They just raised their dividends to 90 cents a share. Uh, pretty significant raise. Uh, Sherman Williams raising prices uh, because of um, rising input costs. Again, inflation. And they have raised forecasts because they do not see their product, which is paint for the most part, slowing down. They think it will continue going forward. And GameStop. GameStop's reports after hours. I'm just curious. Do you think GameStop announces any significant change in their business model? I mean, at some point, uh, they've got to come out with some new business model to increase earnings or revenue or market share or something, or their valuation has to plummet. It is valued on hype and hope. I wonder if today is the day they announce something. I don't know. I don't play in risky stocks like that, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what they have to bring out. Don't know if you saw this, but Chipotle, much like uh, Sherman Williams, Chipotle says, hey, we've got to raise prices. Chipotle is potentially doing it in two steps. First, as I've told you before or suggested what happened, wages are inflating. Wages are rising. Chipotle was one of the first to do so. But now they are passing on the cost of wages to consumers. They have raised the cost of their items by about 4% across the board. Wage inflation is great for the employee. Companies will eat a little margin compression, but folks, they're going to pay for it with higher prices. And then Chipotle said, hey, we are watching ingredients as well. We have been suffering significant rise in ingredients, but think it might be short term. However, if it sticks, they will raise prices again. Inflation is real. Don't know if you saw this. I think we talked about it on Monday. El Salvador was going to put out some, pass a law where Bitcoin could become legal tender. Well, it happened yesterday. Bitcoin is legal tender in El Salvador. I have no idea what that means. I. It's just, wow. Pretty crazy. I mean, will there be others that follow? Don't know. But yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy to think about. The first time I heard about Bitcoin, I don't know, what was it? 10 years ago, eight years ago? I just, I just didn't get it. Now it's legal tender in a country. Go figure. Crazy. Good old Kathy Wood is out talking her book. This is what lots of talking heads do, so not surprising. But she's like, don't worry. No inflation here. Deflation is far more likely. Don't worry about me. Oh, by the way, ARK's uh, main ETF down about 28% year to date. She thinks her book will triple in five years. That's interesting. And then... I don't know if you've seen this. I was forwarded this link or an article by a couple of uh, followers. The Fed's reverse repo 
market had a record deposits. It's 486 million, 486 billion, excuse me, billion, wow, million, billion, eh, billion parked overnight, earning zero. There's a lot to this. This has been an early sign of stress in the system before. I think it's a it's just a sign that there's too much cash. Too much. And uh it needs to start coming out of the system. So it is interesting. But yeah, 486 billion parked overnight at zero percent. I just I can't fathom that. So all right, back to the question we started with generations and their average credit card debt. Uh, again, that surprised me, and they actually surprised me how low they were. Uh, so again, Generation Z, $2,000 is the average credit card debt. Millennials, 4300 I am rounding. I didn't feel like writing the exact number, so I'm rounding to the nearest 100 Millennials, 4300 Generation X, that's the group I am in, 7200 Man, we like to spend money, Gen X. Baby boomers, six grand. And then the silent generation, 3,200. Folks, again, remember this is average, not median. So you got to watch these numbers. Average means you add up all the credit card debt and divide by the number of people in that generation. So clearly what this means is there's lots and lots of people with zero balances. Uh, there are probably lots and lots of folks with no credit cards, but they still count in this, right? You have no credit card, you have a zero, you're part of the population. It's funny how we always hear about the people with crazy balances, but yes, again, Gen Z, 2000 bucks, Millennials, 4300 Gen X, 7200 Baby Boomers, six grand, and Silent Generation, 3200 All right, folks, that's your daily financial news for June 9th. If you like this kind of content, middle of the road, Give me a thumbs up. Give me some encouragement. And don't forget to subscribe because we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow is a little tricky, folks. Tomorrow's at 7 o'clock because we talked to one of our multimillionaire experts at 7.30. So Thursdays at 7 a.m. And then the other six days a week, yes, Saturday and Sunday as well, are at 7.30. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.